Welcome to Habibi Life, where we share practical advice to help you live an abundant life. Our goal is to help you fall in love with yourself by providing information and inspiration to help you reach your highest and your healthiest potential. This is episode 34, Find Your Voice. Our previous episode was about advocating for yourself. One piece of feedback we received came in the form of a question. It read, how can you advocate for yourself if you haven't even found your voice? This gave us pause because it's a valid question. So this episode is dedicated to practical steps that you can use to identify, cultivate, and use your voice. Your voice, for the purposes of this podcast, goes beyond the sounds you make when you open your mouth. We are instead talking about your energetic voice. This can include the way you present yourself physically, the way that you treat others, and the way that you filter others' treatment of you. Your voice may not make the first impression when people meet you, but it is the thing they will most likely remember once that time has passed. While this sounds fairly rudimentary, you'd be surprised how many people simply exist in life without ever using their voice. Instead of shaping the environment around them, they allow the environment to shape them. If you are perfectly happy being one of those people, please keep doing you. But if you're interested in learning to do things differently, keep listening. Discovering, cultivating, and using your voice is one of the many ways that you get to know and ultimately fall in love with yourself. But to get there, you have to navigate tough questions about who you are, why you are, and what you want. If that feels impossible, I get it. Those questions are vast and they're capable of sending even the soundest minds into a spiral of second guesses. It's perfectly normal to want to shut down and throw the whole endeavor away. But you know what they say, nothing of true value is ever easy or risk-free. So roll up your sleeves, take a deep breath, and let's dive in. Question number one, who are you? If your answer is, I don't know, that's perfectly fine for now. Let's start with the obvious. What is your name? What is your age? How do you physically present to the world? How do you physically navigate the routine events of your life? What's your favorite food? What's your favorite place? Who, if applicable, is your favorite person? What, if applicable, is your favorite thing? The answers to these questions don't have to pass any test beyond simply telling the truth. And if the truthful answer is, I don't know, that's fine. For some people, these questions are rudimentary and can be answered quickly and with confidence. But that is not the case for everyone. So if you're one of those people who feel stuck on that list, 
know that wherever you are right now is absolutely okay. Take a deep breath and pass on whatever questions vex you at the moment. Because part of getting to know yourself involves going back and re-examining your initial response or your lack of response as you learn and grow. You may find that your answers change over time or matter less to you as you gain more conviction about who you are and how you wish to be seen, heard, and felt. Question number two, why are you? Okay, I know that sounds super esoteric, but it really isn't. Asking why you are who you are challenges you to dive deeper into the way you present to others and the way you present to yourself. If you consider yourself an honest and ethical person, how do you react to an accusation of dishonesty and unethical behavior? Does such an accusation challenge the core of who you think you are? And if it does, how do you address that challenge? Your response to the accusation is part of what defines you and your energetic voice in that moment. That's because our voices are the most pronounced when we are faced with discomfort. If you throw your hands up and declare that you made a mistake, you're human and the accusers should just let it go. That's one indication of how you choose to use your voice. If you respond in a viscerally negative way and decide that the accuser is wrong and you are right, that's another indication of how you choose to use your voice. If you ask for details, take the time to explore the implication and take the steps to correct the perceived or actual misdeeds, that's another way you choose to use your voice. What you should know is none of these choices are inherently good or bad in the most universal sense. They are simply an indicator of who you are and why you are in that particular moment. Because the truth is, you might react one way, take a step back and think about it, and choose to react a different way down the line. This is especially true if you've done some real work on yourself during the space between. Who we are and why we are are often fluid indicators of how we choose to use our voice. They can change with age, knowledge, wisdom, and experience. So if you've ever reacted to a challenge in a less than positive way, forgive yourself. Do the work to grow, which might also include admitting to and correcting past missteps, and do better next time. Question number three, what do you want? This is another tough one so you are forgiven for throwing your hands up in frustration. There is no shortage of humans who have no idea what they want. They think they want the obvious trappings, like money, power, and influence. But they might come up wanting even after achieving those things. There's a reason for that. What you actually want has nothing to do with what is outside of you. What you want is buried deep within you, under layers of hopes 
dreams, criticisms, and expectations. So if you've had a bit of trouble accessing the answer to this question, don't worry, you're not alone. Sometimes the best way to identify what you want is to first identify what you don't want. And again, I'm not talking about anything outside of you. So toss away the answers about not wanting a certain job or car or home or family or companion or whatever. What we don't want on the inside can be more of a feeling than a physical manifestation. Using what you don't want as the starting point of identifying what you do want can go a long way to helping your endeavor to reveal and cultivate your energetic voice. Maybe you have a quick temper. Maybe you don't want to have that temper anymore. So what can you do to address your proclivity for flaring up against the first sign of a challenge? There are practical steps from counseling to real-time journaling about the challenge and your response to good old-fashioned therapy. You can take steps to consider your environment, your habits, your vices, and any other physical markers that might cause your temper to flare in any given situation. Taking a practical approach to an emotional response can help you gauge who you are and why you are and get you closer to finding out what you truly want. Navigating the possible answers to these questions is not a linear practice. You might find yourself asking them in a different order, and you may find yourself constantly changing the answers as you do the work and grow. All of this is perfectly fine. It's also okay to revisit these questions over and over again. Because as we grow, we come to understand that the more we learn, the less we actually know. The journey is infinite and we should expect to stumble, fall, slide backwards a billion times, but still get up and try again. And while you're doing all of that work, you are also peeling back the layers to allow your voice to emerge. It's bound to be shaky and uncertain at first, but it will continue to gain strength and certainty as you learn to cultivate it. The best way to measure this is through practice and reflection. The best way to do that is with someone you trust. A trusted companion or confidant is a great way to mirror and gauge your growth. And if you don't have one of those in your immediate environment, start with a journal. Keep track of the way that you use your voice in any given situation. And at the end of a predetermined time that works for you, go back and measure any movement, even if that movement is backwards, in your endeavor to cultivate and use your voice. Try to strip criticism and judgment from whatever you find and keep moving forward. It may not be pretty, and it will never be perfect. The real work rarely is. Do it anyway. What you'll find is the more you use your voice, 
the more you'll shape the way you present in this vast universe. You'll be able to advocate for yourself and perhaps even advocate for others. And maybe, maybe in all of this practice, you're able to answer the biggest question. What is your purpose? If you nail the answer to that, my friend, you are on your way. No matter what, be kind to yourself. Life is hard enough as it is. Take a deep breath, show yourself some grace, and do the best you can with the information you have. And on that note, we hope you found this information helpful. If you'd like to learn more ways to reach your highest and your healthiest potential, please download the latest issue of Habibi Life magazine. You can find it on habibibody.com, habibibodysport.com, and habibilife.org. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you'll join us when we return for the next episode.